0: What's up, everybody? Strawberry sequo- Sequoia, and I'm here today with Jillian Tuckman, a registered dietitian, nutritionist, Reiki healer, master iridologist, and herbalist. Jillian also happens to be an expert on medicinal cannabis and regularly trains and educates physicians on its clinical use. For this special Valentine's Day podcast, We wanted to ask Jillian a few questions about cannabis and sexual wellness. Jillian, thank you for joining me. Thank you so much for having me. Of course. Very exciting. So to start off, you clearly have this incredible set of skills and credentials. Can you tell us a bit about your history and how you came to acquire all of this unique knowledge?
1: Sure. Um, Like most things in life, it was an incredibly circuitous route. Certainly not at all linear. I was actually an English major um, and I thought I was going to like heal the world with children's books. That was what I was really passionate about Mm -hmm. and never really was thinking much about health or anything like that. But shortly after I graduated from college, I started having very strange symptoms. Everything from debilitating fatigue to night sweats to tremors, things that weren't making sense. And I was going to all these different doctors basically, they're like, oh, well, you probably have MS or, you know, actually, we think it's lupus or you know, actually, I think you're just crazy. Maybe you need to see a psychiatrist. And first of all, you, you go through that and you actually start doubting your own experience and maybe you are crazy. And it was going on for a few years. And around the same time, my mom on the radio had heard um, a functional medicine doctor speaking who was an MD, but a more holistic approach. And this was before the world is the way it is now, where functional medicine and wellness is kind of everywhere. Um, and she's like, you know, his center's in New York, please go. And it was the first time i had ever um, been spoken to like a human being in a doctor's office, number one. And they spent a lot of time with me. And it was a lot of, it was many things, but they had found out that I had undiagnosed chronic Lyme disease that was basically in my brain for about 21 years, uh, huh. which caused a lot of problems. Um, I had also so undiagnosed celiac disease. And I had a connective tissue disease, a lot of things that were going on. And he had me work with a dietitian on staff. And up until then, I'd really never thought much about food other than is it delicious or is it going to make me fat, right? It was just like, unfortunately, those right. were the two things that I thought about. And I had a very long healing journey ahead of me. But within three or four weeks of this really intense regimen of diet with a really smart uh, supplement regimen, I started feeling a lot better. And I was like, how is this possible? You know, I'm an educated person. I went to a really good school. I went to the quote unquote best doctors. No one once asked me anything about food. So I just started reading and learning and just really being engaged in what I was learning and what was out there because I knew nothing about this. And again, this was, it's hard to remember the time. This was before everyone knew what gluten was. This was before it was like a trendy, cool thing to talk about. There weren't blogs the way there are now. And um, I started just learning about all these other things. And I started also studying um, Ayurveda, which is the Indian human system and really um, getting my feet wet um, with herbs that way and healing herbs and all these different modalities and starting le- learning Reiki, which is Japanese ed- energy medicine and just being so just captivated. The entire world opened up to me. I didn't even know it was there. You know, it wasn't like I grew up in, in a family where at the dinner table people brought up acupuncture and someone said, Oh, that's silly. Like it didn't even come up. I didn't even know it existed. And, um, after a few years of that, I was like, you know what? I really, I want to do this. I want to figure out how I can make this happen. And at the time, um, To get to go back and really study nutrition at the time, my two options were really I could go to Institute of Integrative Nutrition, which I'd become a health coach, and it was a very short program, and really in line with how I wanted uh, to learn to practice Eastern philosophy, herbs, you know, really a lot of naturopathy and homeopathy, or I could go back to uh, grad school for four years as an English major, get a master's degree in science, and become a registered dietitian, which is ultimately what I ended up doing. Um, and ironically enough, I ended up falling in love with science. And I feel very grateful that I have the scientific understanding because it's immensely important um, in general. And it's immensely important in the world that we live in right now, where everyone wakes up and decides that they're an expert um, in wellness. <laughs> yeah. And it's cultivating these brands and images, which is attracting really sick and vulnerable people who really do need help and expertise. And then so many other things, you know, it's just. It's been um, a labor of love and exploration and following my curiosity, um, literally around the world, to learn different um, healing modalities that I've really been able to combine and to create a hybrid. And um, the cannabis part is is, uh, um, a bit more interesting as well. It's a different story to that too, but um, that pretty much sums up my background to where I am right now.
0: Nice. I always love to hear a story where you're making something really beautiful out of a bad situation. I was actually just interviewing Leah Marr, who's also going to be speaking at South by Southwest. And her philosophy was life is 10% what you make of it and 90% of what you do with it. So similar kind of situation here. And I love that.
1: <laughs> Absolutely. And I also think that, you know, you can't teach empathy. That's not something you can learn in the classroom. You know, yeah. you have to walk through fire to really develop and fine tune Empathy and compassion, and those are some of my biggest strengths as a person, as a human being, and also as a as a healer and a practitioner. And I really, very fundamentally believe that the difference in in working with someone who has been a patient and remembers that and knows that and knows the, the fear and the vulnerability and the shame um, really um, can create a really beautiful and synergistic relationship. And and I think you can heal even better. So um, definitely was not ideal, but I definitely. I honestly don't know that I would change anything
0: about it. Yeah, that's a, that's a great point. I mean, having the patient mindset really helps, especially with things that might be a little more invisible um, that a lot of people are dealing uh, with. Absolutely. Too. Yeah. So absolutely. I guess, um, you know, you talked a little, about, little bit about what drew you to plant medicine with your illness, um, but more specifically to cannabis as a healing plant. How did that come about?
1: Sure. It's actually really interesting. Um, So I fundamentally believe, um, obviously, a generalization, but I do believe that people usually end up finding the medicines that they need, whether they know it or not. Right. So as an extreme example, maybe the coke addict is actually has ADD and has never been medicated and actually feels more calm, more even when he's on coke. Right. Because It's a stimulant, very similar to like what natural would be. Right. Obviously, an extreme example, but I I do. And whether or not that's healthy or not, I think people ultimately are led to what helps them. Yeah. Function better or more optimally in the world. And I developed, um, I had, was diagnosed with ulcerative colitis when I was eight years old, which is a type of inflammatory bowel disease. And throughout high school, you know, when people would drink or all these different things, I would, you know, have a sip or two, but I ne- it never felt good to me. I didn't like it. And What I know now is that's actually one of the most harmful things that you can do when you have ulcerative colitis, because alcohol is like the number one gut irritant. But whenever there'd be a joint, I would try some and I really liked how I felt. And it just was never something I ever made a connection knew that I liked how I felt it made me feel good. My stomach didn't hurt. It was just, I felt great. I was like my best self. I'm like, all right, I'm into this. Nice. And throughout college, I at one point, like as like the internet was exploding and everything like that, I started just like Googling. I remember one day Googling like the history of marijuana at that cannabis, right? I didn't know that it was called cannabis at this time, but marijuana <laughs> pot, right? And first of all learning that it's called cannabis number one. But then all of a sudden I was reading that for so many years, centuries, thousands of years, it's literally been growing on every continent and has been used in pretty much every ancient healing system to heal, right? Yet it was constantly called pejoratives, you know, underestimated, sidelined, politicized, all these different things. And as someone who ended up being, I mean, a, an English major and as a big sports fan, I ended up interpreting this as like the greatest underdog story that was like ever told. <laughs> I just, in my mind, it became this like caricature. Like character and caricature. And I just was instantly hooked to the story and learning more about it. And I just went in deep and I dove deep. And then I started learning and realizing, oh my goodness, all these medicinal factors and qualities and started talking to certain um, uh, researchers um, who studied it exclusively and talking to them and begging to, you know, sweep the floor in their lab and do whatever they wanted and just learning more about it as, as this great healer. And then of course, as I became black, but I'm not a scientist, um, started studying science and really started looking at it under the microscope, that whole, another level of, of appreciation and love for it really kind of grew. And, you know, it's an unbelievable plant. Um, and I think it's something that everyone, no matter what their political leanings are, should really feel gratitude and grateful that it, that it exists. Um, because it. I think we're just only starting to learn how 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 potent and magical, for lack of a better word, it really can be. So my first initial really love and attraction to cannabis was really the story of it. Aside from my own personal experience, men, that actually drove and became um, a real clinical interest and expertise.
0: I love that. It fits perfectly into your English background of like <laughs> exactly. just being fascinated with stories because, you know, of course, I think we all are a little fascinated with stories, but um, but then playing in with, with your issues, um, it's really interesting. And I personally have almost not similar in the story sense, but being... You know, drawn to cannabis as something that always just made me feel really good, whether or not it was legal back then. <laughs> right. But um, but I do think, and especially now, we're coming um, around to the fact that it is a wellness tool. It's another medicine in your medicine cabinet. It's another tool in your toolkit, um, and that translates also to sexual wellness. Um, which is why we're here on this podcast today. (laughs) So cannabis and sexual wellness, such a huge topic.
1: So let's huge.
0: Yeah. We'll just start, take a little nibble here with sexual (laughs) desire. Um, In your opinion, or however you'd like to think of it, can cannabis help increase libido in women or
1: men? I think everyone is pretty much safe to say that who has experienced cannabis, that's to say an absolute yes, that it absolutely can. Um, scientifically, we do not have a hard objective study to point to that, although that is been, that's changing and it's currently being studied. Libido is actually a very interesting thing to study because libido itself is actually subjective in a lot of ways, right? It's not It's different. It can be different for other yeah. people. It's not as measurable. Um, but it absolutely... Um, can increase libido both in uh, women and in men, um, and we what we do know is that it's also do, it's dose dependent, meaning um, the amount of arousal, the amount of increased libido, is going to depend on how much and of what you smoke. And it's actually um, we were talking before about cannabis being used in, in various traditions. Um, throughout history, it's actually in folk medicine traditional textbooks um, as an aphrodisiac. So it's like fundamentally in terms of folk medicine and, and what it's been used for, um, it's definitely considered an aphrodisiac. And we also know scientifically that people who, who, who use cannabis actually have more sex. And that could be for a lot of different reasons, right? We can point to the fact that maybe that increases libido. Um, it could also suggest that maybe there's people who smoke cannabis maybe experience less pressure and anxiety and less in their lives. And if they're experiencing less pressure and anxiety, they might not have as many performance hangups, which a lot of people certainly have when they're engaging or before they're engaging in, in sex. Um, so there are various things that could be contributing. We don't necessarily know the mechanism of action as to exactly why scientifically it, it, it increases libido, but we do know um, for the most part that it does. Um, I will say though, what we do know, um, and I'm not sure how informed or what your, what your listeners know, but the endocannabinoid system is this system throughout our body like basically a system of locks and keys, and our body produces these own chemicals called endocannabinoids that attach to these receptors and make our body work. Um, And it's been hypothesized that people who struggle with things that cannabis is known to help with, pain, nausea, fibromyalgia, migraines, things like that, might actually have a deficiency in um, the manufacturing of their own cannabinoids. And by supplementing an exogenous source through cannabis, they're actually bringing their body's levels up to where it should be. So they're actually um, operating more optimally and the endocannabinoid system actually is involved in the regulation of pleasure and pain and relaxation Um, and when it's activated with cannabis that certainly can contribute to um, sex right and arousal and, and experiencing pleasure and experiencing pain and um being relaxed so for sure um it's definitely it's definitely can be a potent um aphrodisiac
0: definitely i mean I love um, bringing it to the science of the actual endocannabinoid system and saying maybe you are deficient in this one little piece. Um, and there's some really interesting charts out there where that you know shows which strains and things hit the different cannabinoids in your body um, that I'll reference. But but I think as you started off your answer, if any, if you've ever used cannabis, you just know.
1: Like, <laughs> you works. just know
0: exactly. <laughs> But then exactly. again, there's like the, definitely the dosage too, because if you do too much or like maybe something really high in sativa, you might actually be paranoid and it might backfire
1: on you. So absolutely. <laughs> and like, I think we'll get to this later, but with cannabis across the board, sex are not intention and setting matter yeah. a lot and definitely. contribute to your experience. Um, strain, of course, has a big, has a big contributing factor, but intention and setting really are big. Yeah. Um,
0: So along those same lines, before we stray too far, um, the question, the classic, can cannabis or certain forms of the plant, um, which could also just be certain cannabinoids, could those things make the actual act of sex more pleasurable?
1: Um, The answer is yes. Yes. Anyone who has smoked, anyone has used cannabis can also attest to the fact that, that your senses are heightened, right? And the mm-hmm. act of sex is a very sensual experience and your senses are heightened, right? And if you then have an exogenous substance that's adding and contributing to that even being more heightened, you're going to increase sensitivity, you're going to increase arousal, you're going to increase um, pleasure and all those things are going to contribute to an even more pleasurable sexual experience. On top of which, um, THC actually targets the brain which directly um, obviously affects orgasm and, um, and that release. And um, you know, it, it actually, we know scientifically that it, it, we have evidence to support that it actually enhances the sexual experience um, in both men and women. And what that means to the individuals sometimes can be varied, um, but a lot of women have reported that they reach climax e- easy, either more easily or more fully. Um, and that obviously, of course, is a more pleasurable experience.
0: Yeah, definitely. I would attest to the more fully for me, not necessarily the more easily. <laughs> but, <laughs> great, Yeah. So are there specific products that you would recommend to try this Valentine's Day that might increase pleasure or perhaps for some people decrease pain or, you know, take away those inhibitions or, you know. Sure.
1: Specific. Yeah. That, that people could look for. Sure. Well, um, of course, and I'm sure your listeners know that um, there are certain products that I can recommend that might not be available to everyone because they, um, with cannabis, it's by state, um, especially if there's THC in those products. Um, But certainly just do a quick Google and figure out where your stuff is. And um, you just want to put that disclaimer out there. Um, There's a a brand out of California called Foria that um, they have two two brands, one, Aphoria uh, Pleasure, which is only sold in California because it has THC in it. And I think I think it's Fourier Wellness, which is sold everywhere. It's mostly just CBD. Um, but they really did a smart thing, and they created, I think it's now pretty industry-famous at this point, um, like a THC-CBD loop, um, with the hypothesis being, well, if I'm applying topically some THC, which can increase blood flow and circulation then this can actually elevate the sexual experience because you're basically increasing the sensitivity and nerves and blood flow to, to a woman's clitoris. Um, and so that is something that I would encourage people to experiment with. Um, the caveat being, of course, uh, anytime you're using um, a lube um, that is oil-based, and I'm not sure about what, what which one for it is, uh, latex condoms are not effective. Um, so that's something to keep in mind in terms of, uh, who your partner is or, or what you guys are doing, just having a conversation and knowing that that's um, whether for disease or, or preventing pregnancy, uh, just to be aware of that. Um, Apothecana makes a really great um, lotion uh, for arousal. I think it's actually CBD, so I think it's available everywhere um, that I really like. Um, and the brand Dosis uh, that I really like out of California, I think they're also sold in Florida right now, uh, makes an arouse pen. Uh, where they chose um, a really good blend of both terpenes um, and THC to TBD ratio uh, to create a really great um, experience, sex for a sexual sexual pleasure. Yeah. So those those are some uh, products related to sexual um, health and wellness that I would recommend. So like- I love
0: it, and I know there's there's just a ton out there. So if you're not in a legal state, or you're in you know a different legal state than California, you know just do your research. There's a lot of great resources out there. Um, Especially yeah, finding for women, um, a lot of a lot of great people doing a lot of experimentation for to help women's causes here and now.
1: Absolutely, and I also will say that um, you know do some experimenting. There's a lot of really great res- resources out there to guide you into how to create your own products um, and experiment and and. See what, you, see what you come up with. Um, and I know that you, I also wanted to circle back. I know you had asked me something about what can increase pleasure or decrease pain. And just to call out about pain, um, obviously, some pain in some, in some ways, in any sexual experience is okay and accepted and you know your body. But um, I think sometimes the dynamic conversation can sometimes be hard to say, I'm in pain. This doesn't feel good. And I just want to make sure that your listeners feel that they have permission to, w- whatever time today, hey, something doesn't feel good. Like let's come up with something else. So, um, yeah. you should not, you should not feel like you have to be in pain <laughs> to have sex.
0: Yeah, um, definitely. Always say something. No one's, you don't need to be embarrassed about that. Yeah, Those days yeah, are don't, ta- don't
1: Yeah. Don't take one for the team on that one.
0: <laughs> yeah. It's just, it, nobody wants that because your partner doesn't want to be hurting you. They want to know, you know, what's, what's working, especially for totally. you younger ladies out there you know, yes. Don't put up with that shit.
1: Okay. Use your voice.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No. It's it's really true because it's hard. I'm not going to say is it's hard. easy. It is, it is, no,
1: it is hard. You're in a vulnerable position. You want someone to like you. Like it's it's hard. That's and that's why I, I wanted to say it because it's not so obvious, unfortunately, to people. Yeah. So, thank um, you
0: for that. <laughs> sure. <laughs> no, it's it is important. Um, and so kind of sticking with products, but I guess this is more for people that would be in a legal state. Um, Curious about specific strains or THC CBD blends that might be better or worse for using
1: for sex? Sure. Um, Well, it's it's really interesting, actually, because you want to also decide what kind of sex you want to have, right? Whether it's an introspective conversation with yourself or a conversation with your partner. Um, do you want to be having, like, a slow, romantic, candlelight sex? Do you want to have, like, rip your clothes off, I can't wait any longer sex? Like, what kind of sex do you want, right? Because that's going to be, like, the mood that you're in before each of those is probably going to be very different. So if you were looking for, like, the slow, like, you know, really hot, like, just slow and passionate like, let's, you know, who knows? You know what I'm talking about. Um, oh, yeah. Candle lit lit. Um, I'd probably I'd go with probably an indica. Um, you know, high on THC. Um, I really like a strain called Yum Bolt. Um, give that one a Google and find it on, on Leafly. Um, that's just a really like a, like a slow burn. I'd like to say um, anything with a ratio of a THC to CBD of pretty much one to one. Even like a Northern Lights is going to be just great for just increase your arousal, just very present, um, um, just increase your sensory experience um, and kind of any sex that you want. And if you're looking for that sex where you just like cannot handle it, you just need to rip their clothes off right now. Um, honestly, choose, this is where we can talk about something a little bit different. Um, choose one that has high in the terpenes, pineene. Um, and limonene, actually, um, because both of those um, terpenes work with the cannabinoids to really increase a feeling of being alert and present and just very focused, right? Because if you're having like, oh my God, I cannot handle this any longer kind of sex, you're like focused on the task at hand, right? You're just like in there to win it. And so um, those would be my suggestions. And also have a good check-in with yourself. If you're someone who actually experiences anxiety in life or before um, sex or with a new partner, you know, Go for Choose one that's a higher CBD strain, right? Like the Harlequins, the sour, the sour tsunamis, the ACDCs, the canatonics, you know, because you're still going to have really beneficial experiences. And if anxiety is in your way or if you're in your head the whole time, sex is not fun when someone's in their head, either party. Like, get out of your head. Just um, get some CBD in you um, or a high CBD strain and allow that to help you get out of it and in your body.
0: Yeah, that's a great point too. For maybe if you're not interested in getting high, but you do want to kind of get rid of the anxiety before sex, maybe just CBD could potentially work for some 100%, people. Hundred
1: percent, I love that. You know, yeah. it's great. Great. Know great yourself. Option. Know yourself.
0: <laughs> yeah. Well, because it is different for everybody, and we're I'm always coming back to that. Um, you got it. You just got to have to experiment. It's so hundred percent.
1: And if, yeah. you're high, if you find yourself, you're, you're anxious or you think that you're too high, always remember you can always take a full drop or full of pure CBD oil and that will help to bring you back down, right? Because CBD yeah. balances out the THC. So everyone's like, oh, my God, I'm having a horrible high or whatever. If people smoke too much or they're not used to a strain, um, which does not happen very often, so please don't get nervous about that. <laughs> but you don't have to, you don't have to tolerate that, a feeling of that much discomfort. Just get some CBD in you and you'll just even back out.
0: Yeah, definitely. Do you have any actually CBD? Cause there's so much CBD on the market. Now there's a million companies and it's hard to sift through all those. Do you have any
1: CBD brands that you trust? Yeah, there's a small one. Um, and full disclosure, he's a friend of mine, but I really believe in the product, um, named Lily CBD out of New York. Um, I think he sources it from a very close to organic farm, um, hemp farm out of Vermont and it's a really high quality product. And I, and I think it's, I think it's spectacular named Juna, which I think is out of California. Um, I like a brand named Rosebud out of New York. Um, there are a few good ones and, and your listeners absolutely feel, please feel free to email me or, or send me, send me a, um, a direct message on Instagram if they're looking for a product specific space on where they are, but you're absolutely right. There, there's so much out there and honestly, there's a lot of junk out there. Um, yeah. it's really hard to sift through and unfortunately this stuff is expensive. So it's a lot order to say. Oh, experiment it, experiment with it because it's expensive. Um, but you know, find a good source, and I'm happy to be a source to, to guide you. Um, and you know, really try to be present and mindful of what you're experiencing, right? Because a lot of times, whether it's CBD or other types of supplements, we're taking things and and we're not really invested in, in 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 feeling our body, right? So we're not present with our body, and so all of a sudden, two weeks later, we say, "Well, I don't I don't notice anything." It's like well are you even paying attention? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. you, you know, you know, so come up with, you know, figure out like a measure something measurable that you want to try to experiment and see if this is helping with. And and it's not, it's not, this isn't witchcraft. This isn't like voodoo science. I always laugh about people who try to like push any kind of plant medicine off to the periphery or to the fringe. Like this plant medicine was medicine before we started having a pharmaceutical pharmaceutical industry. You know, this was medicine. Um, you went to the pharmacy and you would get Dr. Pepper was was a tonic, you know ginger ale was actually like a remedy that was made, you know, plants have been used um, forever to help people and um, they can really do some really, really powerful, great things. So definitely invest in yourself by, um, by finding some, some really good products and um, like allow your body to heal and, and change and evolve and just enjoy it.
0: Yeah. You bring up a good point just with plant medicine in general. And I wanted to ask, are there any medicinal plants that maybe if people weren't comfortable with cannabis or even CBD? Um, sure. Are there other medicinal plants out there that people could experiment with this Valentine's Day?
1: Sure. Um, well, a lot of us, of course, don't chocolate. Um, and that actually, people forget that that's a plant. Of course, it's added with all these sugars and sometimes flavorings. But if you get some, a really high percentage, like 75 or higher percent chocolate, you're really um, leaning a lot into the cacao. And we know that it has a lot of chemicals that it, um, interact with various neurotransmitters that that also can stimulate um, arousal. Um, so that's certainly one that I would not underestimate. Um, I don't think the Hershey's uh, milk chocolate is going to do it. Get some, good, get some good stuff, but I'm that. Um, maca um, is, is a root um, that has um, been used in aphrodisiac for a while. Um, and it actually can add a real, like, nice, like umami depth of flavor that if you can experiment with cooking with it and or even baking with it sometimes I bake with it to make these like very easy they sound fancy but they're not um raw chocolate maca truffles um, they kind mm. of just add a depth to it um you know devil's claw is a good one um there's damiana there there are herbs that you might not know by me um just naming them but a quick google search and most most cities most towns have a good Um, herb store. Um, And these things are not expensive. And you just go and you say, you know, I heard about this herb, um, maca or whatever you want to, whatever you're grabbing onto and buy a few ounces and it's going to cost you maybe $6 or something like that, you know, and go back home and make a tea and make a tonic and really just experiment with that. And again, going back to what I said about intention and setting, that matters too. You don't need cannabis to have a beautiful, amazing sexual experience, experience. Experience, And you also, you can use um, a non-psychoactive herb to elevate your sexual experience too, right? Because you can create um, a ritual and an experience around it where you're heightening the senses, right? So that anything that you're adding is probably just going to increase it. Sure, if you had cannabis, it might increase it a lot more, just biochemically, but you can still elevate your senses and elevate that experience choosing your intention and setting right so the experience of eating that kind of the dark chocolate that i was talking to if i was in a crowded cafeteria in a high school with fluorescent lights it's probably going to be a different experience than (laughs) if i was in a bathtub with essential oils and dim lights and soft music and my partner right that's a whole different experience right and that's the same thing is true of cannabis right those two things Definitely. you're, you're gonna take, you can take the same strain, the same delivery method, the same amount, and have a completely, completely different experience. So, do not underestimate the power of intention and setting. And when you recognize that, and know that you really can use a lot of different herbs to elevate your experience.
0: I love it. I think we've given people a good amount of fun. Things to experiment with and information for this Valentine's Day. We'd definitely be curious to see um, if anybody tries out any of this. Let us know.
1: Yes, um, please let me know.
0: Yeah, it's always fascinating hearing people's stories and what they're inspired by. Um, even in bed. Definitely. <laughs> yeah, especially in bed, really. Um, that's <laughs> fascinating. It just is.
1: Fascinating. We don't talk about it enough.
0: Exactly, you know, and and We don't need to be afraid to talk about it. It's just bodies, science. I know. So Jillian, is there
1: anything that you would like to add before we close? I think I I had a great time talking. Thank you so much. Um, Just you guys, just enjoy. Take pressure off of yourself. Just allow yourself to just experience a moment. And don't put pressure on a Valentine's Day or not, right? Like That could be so much pressure. Just, Just enjoy your body. Enjoy your partner's body. If you don't have a partner literally enjoy your body, just like go to town, do whatever you want to feel good and just yeah. just yeah feel proud of the body that you're in. You can use that THC lube with yourself. Absolutely, <laughs> you can.
0: Um, oh, and I also, I wanted to bring up, and I almost forgot about this, but Jillian's going to be speaking at South by Southwest, which is a huge, very well-known conference in Austin, Texas, in March. Um,
1: so check her out there. Uh, Jillian, is there anything you wanted to say about that? Or Yeah, we're really excited. We're speaking on that Friday at, on March 15th, I think at 11 a.m. And we would love to see you guys there. Woohoo! Well, thank you so much for doing with, this with me. I really appreciate it. Thank you so much for having me.